I'm Julie Swenson, Managing Director of Forward Theater Company in Madison, Wisconsin. This is Theater Forward, a twice monthly conversation about theater from a local, regional, and national perspective. From Madison to Manhattan, we're excited to share insight into our new own company while exploring issues surrounding theater in the Midwest and around the country. This conversation uh, is about the people behind the stage, the stage managers, designers, technical directors, and carpenters, without whom we wouldn't be able to do theater. Unfortunately, during and after the pandemic, these professionals have left the business. What to do about that? I think the only way is to develop and nurture the next generation of technical theater artists. And joining me today is Sarah Ross from UW Stevens Point and Brian Gill at the U University of Wisconsin Parkside, two universities that are leading the way in developing new talent. Now, Brian is the Associate Professor of Performance and Head of Acting in the Theater Arts Department. He's also a professional actor and an active member in the Society of American Fight Directors. Sarah Ross is the Assistant Professor in the Theater Design and Technology. Sarah is a talented scenic and props designer. You've seen her work on the forward stage in The Wanderers, and she is currently creating the scenic design for our upcoming production of The Garbologist. She is also the director of the Women's Fund of Portage County. Welcome, Sarah and Brian. So nice to have you here. Thank you. Thank it's you very, very nice much. to be here. Hey, yay. So um, I started this conversation. You know what we're talking about. Um, I'm a little concerned about our lack right now of technical professionals. Um, you are developing, I think, the best in the business right now. And are you concerned? What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, just looking at the numbers of folks who've left the industry, um, those folks that are working behind the scenes, uh, I know Production on Deck did a recent survey, I think in the last year, it was something like 28% after the pandemic decided to leave the industry, do something else, um, and probably aren't coming back. So that's a lot of knowledge. That's a lot of experience. Um, and certainly it provides opportunity for um, those who are interested in a career in technical theater to kind of take on those roles. But in a way that is it's it's just difficult because um, we're not sort of passing on this knowledge um, to the next generation um, at the same time. I think that's there's an opening for us to, as we have been, um, looking at equity, um, inclusion in our industry, and being able to, you know, set some really meaningful and impactful practices that are protecting our theater technicians, our managers, um, all of our artists in theater, um, so they can do the best work um, that they can do in a supportive environment and feel really supported and included in um, building up those practices uh, to create those really equitable workspaces. Yeah. Brian, what, what are you thinking? And, and uh, has your experience been the same? Yeah, you know, the, I mean, COVID hit us all so hard and came out of, out of left field. You know, we, we came from a tradition of... Um, the show must go on to suddenly being in a situation of, well, the show can't go on. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, 
you know, I think for, for, for those of us who've been in the, in, in the biz for so long, that was a really alien concept um, of, you know, oh, well, I'll just, uh, <laughs> in the middle of a build or in the middle of a performance and I just, you know, injured myself. So I'll just hold my hand behind my back or I'll just wrap that up and keep on with the performance kind of attitude to you literally cannot be within, you know, X amount of distance with each other. Um, you know, there was a big, when the, when the pandemic hit, we were all doing our, our, our zoom Shakespeare's and our, our, you know, all of that kind of stuff, which really, that was great for, um, the performance folks, but it was just another, you know, what do you don't need a, a TD in that situation? You know, how do you, how do you include designers, things like that? One of the first things that Parkside did when, when the, the, the shoe dropped was we collaborated with college of Lake County and to do a, a we called it summer shakes and we did three zoom Shakespeare's. Um, and, uh, we were able to include design focused students by saying we're doing, I think it was 12th night, midsummer night's dream and the Scottish play. And so, Hey, who wants to do some designs and who wants to do some lighting, uh, you know, uh, uh, just conceptual kind of stuff so that we could, we could include them. We could, we could show audiences in this, this, um, this new and odd environment of zoom, uh, you know, that aspect as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, as we've talked before, uh, why come back to the theater and build sets for long hours and, you know, and, and, and pay when you can, as you said earlier, Julie, you could, you could, you could install a kitchen and build a bathroom and be home by five o'clock in the evening, you know, and, uh, and, and make, make higher wages. Right. But I mean, that has always been the case, right? yes, um, you know, and I, I don't, um, I hate the idea that we've, we've taken some vow of poverty because we are in a profession where people still need to um, have a place to live eat. Um, and so that it has to be, um, not, uh, you know, we, we want these professionals not to be poverty stricken. Um, so you are absolutely right, Sarah, in, in making sure that the, the environment is good and, and the working environment is, is something that people love. And, and let's be honest that we're, we're here because we really do find meaning in theater. Um, in the same way that I might not find meaning in building a kitchen. Um, so um, how do you inspire knowing, you know, we all knew this, we all have degrees. We all knew um, that we could make better money someplace else, but we chose to do um, this, what we are doing. We have, we chose to have a life in the theater and how are you both as professionals and then also educators inspiring that that generation to uh, to keep doing this theater that we so love. I think the you know the folks that I'm seeing that are really interested in doing theater are the same folks we've always had. Where you get really excited and this is like this is where I belong. This is where I feel I can be my authentic self. That I'm valued. Um, and for a lot of folks that starts in middle school or high school, um, and then there's some of us that continue um, wanting to work um, in this 
this sort of, it's sort of a lifestyle, right? Um, to continue to work in the theater arts. So I think it's championing that, that energy and providing those spaces where, um, that younger generation of artists feel like this is a sustainable career. And I would, I would argue that it's still not. Um, and you have to have a certain amount of, I, I don't actually know what you have to have, but it is, uh, it's just stubbornness maybe um, to be Tenacious able to, yeah. yeah, exactly. Thanks, Brian. I, to, to just be able to um, sustain. So I am feeling, um, I am feeling some hope for our industry. We've had so many amazing artists, advocates out there who are doing the hard work that we're joining with to, to be able to uh, create the new normal for our industry. And that new normal also being something that um, lives in a draft that is constantly changing, that we're constantly looking for input to see how we can um, better the industry. But it's not like the, the students are coming in with enthusiasm. The students are inspiring. And the students that I'm seeing are actually the ones that are really pushing for the for change um, so that they are feeling um, like they can be their authentic selves. And so that is, I think, uh, like at UWSP, we're doing a lot of responding to that along with the additional um, research and understanding that we're all doing as instructors. But it is very tricky because this idea that Brian brought up of the show must go on is, is still prevalent. Um, the show must go on at all costs is still a thing out there in the industry. So how do you prepare a student for um, those long hours? How do you prepare a student to, to negotiate a contract when the, 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 what we're used to is low pay is long hours is lack of support, no transportation, perhaps not a shop to work in. Um, how do you champion students to advocate for um, a fair contract, but also recognize the history of this industry. So to be able to work in a way that uh, you're partnering with those, with those institutions, with those companies. Well, and that balance as well of, I mean, I, one of the things I've always loved about the theater is our aspects of that, the show must go on. You know, the, the, we all live in the problem solving and, um, we solve problems and, and make things happen that most people would find utterly confounding. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I think this, there are students, a lot of our students uh, at Parkside, once they start shifting their thinking into that, okay, how do we, how do we do this thing? How do we solve this problem? They start getting really excited about that. Um, you know, and, and that, that ability to create, to, to tell the story and create the illusion. Um, oftentimes with, you know, limited abilities is they, they start getting really excited about that and how, how, you know, okay, this is what we want to build. Um, you know, we need to make it look this way from the audience's point of view. Uh, how do we go about doing that? They're just watching them. Cause I, I'm, I'm handy enough that when I have time, when I'm not teaching or, or, or doing 
professorly things. I'm down in the shop helping out um, just because I enjoy that. So it's, it's fun seeing them year by year as they're going through the program, just getting more savvy, getting more clever and, and, uh, and getting a real kick out of that is, is really cool. you know, and, and, and their growth that you see and the time that you are with them. Um, unless you've come from a really great high school theater program, you don't know some of these jobs, you know, the, the lighting design, scenic design, that's generally not done by a high school kid. Um, yeah. That, you know, when they build a set in high school, you know, there's a, there's a teacher or something, you know, making sure that, you know, they don't hammer their hand into a piece of wood. But how do you get, um, because I, like I said, I think, I think Stevens Point and Parkside are doing the very best in terms of developing these students to go out into the world. But you have to have had a whole bunch of kids that come in as actors or maybe, you know, uh, uh, do know about props design and then how do you move them into technical design or, or some of these other positions that they might not even know um, exist? What's the process of that? Well, at, at Parkside, <clears throat> we function on what we call the company model, which is essentially we, we run um, as, a, as a professional theater company. Um, and one of the things that we do is if you come in and you're like, I want to be the next Phantom of the Opera and that's going to be my thing. I want to sing all the songs. We say, that's fantastic. And you're going to sing some songs. And when you're not singing those songs, you're going to be in the scene shop or you're going to be running a crew or you're going to be working on lights and things like that. So all of this and that work both ways. We have somebody coming in saying, I want to be a lighting designer. And we say, fabulous. You also have to audition for things so that everyone ends up um, kind of on, the, on, on equal footing. So we have had students come in and it has been all about acting. I want to, I want to conquer the world as an actor. And then they end up working on sound for a show to, to meet some requirements. And they go, Oh, I want to do sound <laughs> and they get really into the sound design. Um, and, and that suddenly, or, or building a set or designing lights or projection or something like that. And they suddenly find, you know, this it's, it's fun to watch this whole kind of world open up in front of them. And then we, we help them pivot, you know, and, and, and we give them as many opportunities as we can with that. And it doesn't mean that then they, they never act again, but, um, because our majors, work between both performance and the, the, the technical side of the theater, um, we do oftentimes get, get students moving back and forth, which is, which is always great. And it, and it makes you more, uh, more hireable. You know, if, if you are a, a theater artist who can say, boy, I, I'm between contracts. I really don't want to, you know, bartend or work in a, a temp office. I'm going to call the production manager of, of, you know, theater X and, and say, do you need an extra pair of hands on such and such, you know, and then I'm still in it. I'm not, I'm not removed from what's going on while I'm pursuing the next thing. So we, we really encourage that and, and support the students in that regard. Sarah, what's, what's the process at Stevens point? 
Yeah, it's I'm I'm loving what uh, Brian is saying of of you know just offering that opportunity, right? Um, for that creative curiosity and exploration and risk taking. Um, so Stephen's point is a BFA program. So our acting and musical theater performance students are coming with a high credit count major. It's um, very structured. Um, it's an, they're both excellent, excellent programs. And uh, we see the results, you know, those those students are going out in the world and they are they are professional working actors. Um, and um, I think Stephen's point has a lot of pride about that. It's 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 a really it's an awesome performance program. But as you said, Julie, um, we, we also have a BFA design and technology program that has had a really great reputation in the region for a long time. Um, I I feel very privileged to be a part of that uh, program. But it is very different because you often have students coming in, as you said, Julie, with that experience from high school or from community performances and even some professional experience. Um, these students are coming into the, those performance tracks and um, they're, they're already a little bit ahead of the game. You know, it may be that they're um, they're just honing in on those skills. Um, design and tech students, they sometimes uh, get some experience, but a lot of them are coming in with, with just their curiosity um, and some ambition and some enthusiasm, ready to learn, uh, but don't have the experience. So then it's all about the production season because while we're an academic institution, we're also responsible for a bottom line as well. We need to be able to generate revenue in order to continue programming that these students are constantly a part of. And all of our students, for all of our main stage productions, um, those are faculty uh, directed, choreographed, music directed. But um, as far as all of the, the other roles that you have on uh, the collaborative production team, those are going to be students. Um, every once in a while, I'll design a show a year. Um, same with my colleagues. We'll maybe have a, a costume design or a sound design that's done by the faculty. But for the most part, we want to get those students in those roles so that they're coming out of the program with a really good resume. So um, it's 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 difficult because our design tech students are starting at just a different level of experience and education than our performance students. And that is a tricky thing to um, balance when we're coming up with our production seasons of what is actually doable. Because like all of our theater programs around the state, we're a pretty skeletal crew in terms of the um, uh, faculty support, staff support. And so we have to make some really smart decisions there so that our program is sustainable. Our jobs are sustainable and the students can um, get through the program in a sustainable way. We also have this BA program. And I think that's a lot of what uh, uh, Brian was talking about and that that is a lower credit count major. So it provides this opportunity for students to really reach out and pull other skills into their theater arts education. And I'm a huge advocate um, because I actually started off in performance in my undergrad and did a couple years working as an actor before I decided um, design it. Well, actually, um, the shop, uh, working in the shop was a better shift for me and then moving into design. Um, that I think students should have 
some other area that they're pulling knowledge from. We have our awesome arts management program. So a lot of times the BFA students as well, but those BA students may double major or minor in that program to understand how important it is as an artist to connect with your community, to make those partnerships and um, to do that networking so that you have impact wherever you're at. Um, I would suggest that students go out and get some uh, like a business minor. So you're understanding how to connect and communicate with people in a different way than you do as a performer or a designer and technician. And oftentimes designers and technicians don't recognize the importance of really needing to be able to connect on that level with um, patrons, with boards, um, with um yeah, with folks who are supporting those institutions that they're working for. Those relationships make a difference. Um, and then I also challenge students to really, you know, maybe um, have a second focus in sustainable design or sustainable development um, because we we are an industry that produces a lot of waste. Um, and we're also an industry that needs to find more efficiencies in how we do things so we can kind of reel in those long hours and uh, work under a very tight budget. So I think getting students excited about how arts and sustainable design, arts and business, um, um, how those things can come together to make them sort of a whole person artist that's ready to shift and pivot um, with whatever comes at them in the future in terms of their careers. Yeah, we've seen an increase in um, in, in double majors. Um, just just piggybacking on what Sarah just said. You know, these are these are these are smart and practical young people who are, are coming up and they've you know, they've, they've they've been under a lot of challenges. So we'll see a theater major will come in um, focused on on design and technology and have a marketing uh, you know, double major in that in marketing or graphic design or things like that. And it's just it's it's interesting. Um, because I've been in, in, in academia now long enough to kind of see, you know, the, the days of, of being a student and doing your major and graduating, um, you know, regimentally in four years and that's it are gone. You know, now these, these students are working, you know, full-time jobs, part-time jobs, they're commuting, they're majoring with a couple minors or majoring with a, a, a doing a double major, things like that. So that's, that's a really interesting thing to, to observe of, of, of watching as Sarah said, watching this, this is what I want to do. This is another major that can really help, uh, in, in my pursuit of, of a career in the theater. I think, um, both of you are doing such a great job at, at, opening up the possibilities and making students aware that there are a lot, there are a lot of other positions. If you want to do theater, there's a lot of positions. I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking as a managing director of a company. I was an actor and a stage manager. <laughs> I, this was not where I thought it was going to go, but I do think um, in this profession, the, the people who are most successful are the ones that say yes. Oh, well, God, I'll, I'll try that. I don't know. Um, and, and like I said, I think you're, you're doing such a great job of developing these students. What's, what's their next step? And, and that's a broad question. You've got a lot of um, people you're working with, but as they go out into the world, I'm also thinking of something, Sarah, you said about if people have left the industry, 
we don't have a lot of professionals. There's not a lot of opportunity to apprentice or intern or follow follow the scenic designer that you love. Um, so we're kind of, um, you know, go, go forth and find, find a job. Um, what would you recommend? What are your success stories? And what would you recommend to these students in order to get a job? I know that you must talk about that because you are not people that throw them out into the world without these kind of conversations. Yeah, I mean, it's it's our goal. And obviously, we've, we've been rebuilding um, professional connections post-COVID. Um, but our goal at, at Parkside is to have as many of our majors graduate with uh, at least one professional credit um, you know, on their, their resumes. We have, um, we do this thing every year. Um, we call it the talent reviews, which drives me crazy. We need a better name for it. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, and we bring in professionals from the industry. So we spend a day and, um, so for the performance folks, that could be a, a, a director, an artistic director, a casting director. We've, we've brought folks from, from all over, um, for the, 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 the technology side, that will be, uh, people from the industry, um, the, the, the DTM students share their portfolios. They, they go through a, a full portfolio review with these professionals, um, and it's, it's just great. And they do that every year. The, the freshmen don't have to do it um, unless they really, really want to. But so if they, if, if they're, they're savvy and they, you know, they catch on early, they have four of these opportunities to sit down with at least two. Sometimes we have more than that, but, it, you know, at, at least two professionals from the industry who are working to go over their materials and then they can keep in touch with those folks throughout their college career um, so that it's not. All right. Well done, kid. Here's your diploma. Bye. You know, which which was very much my undergrad. It's one of the reasons that I ran screaming into a graduate program, because I, I got my degree from undergrad and was like, OK, I have no professional connections. <laughs> I have, what am I to do? Um, so we work really, really hard to. Um, we work really, really hard to, to, to encourage and provide those opportunities so that, that they, they are already building their connections while they are still, um, you know, kind of in the nest. Right. And Sarah, I know that you do that at Stevens point too. I have participated in both of these programs. I've had the great opportunity to meet a lot of the students and go to, you know, uh, design reviews or something like that. Do you want to talk about what you do at Stevens Point? Yeah. Um, so we we had a, a, a similar opportunity that uh, Brian is talking about um, where we uh, it started by Christina Schneshkoff, um, who used to teach at Point. And she's a designer in uh, Wisconsin and, and throughout the nation. But um costume designer. Uh, but she had invited uh, like institutions across um, the across the state to come to Stevens point for, um, a half day to, to sort of review those, those students work. So professionals, but also students from other institutions. And we did that for a couple of years and then we hit COVID. Um, and so understanding that there is a need for this continued networking, because I think 
it's awesome also for students to get to meet each other um, and to be able to start building those connections there, because oftentimes those are the connections that are lasting and get you to where you want to be um, in partnering, partnering with your peers in, in college. Um, so we're um, now a lot of our stuff is mostly virtual. Um, we have a production forum class where we're doing a lot of that work, but we are um, continuing continuing to think how to innovate in that area. Um, our performance students are going to New York, they're going to Chicago, they're going on tour. Um, and so how do we keep those folks in Wisconsin? Um, uh, DT students, some are going to grad school, but a lot are just wanting to get started in the industry. So they're, um, they're working at regional theaters, they're uh, uh, starting as assistant positions um, and doing well. Uh, a lot of folks are going into uh, production companies, especially uh, um, some of our lighting and sound folks. Um, so that's exciting to know that there's lots of room for these students to get into the, to the business. But I think um, the academic institutions just need to continue to make stronger um, pathways of success to the professional institutions in Wisconsin. And that's really difficult. Um, you know, I had some great conversations with Forward Theater Company um, about what are the challenges that y'all face. And for y'all, it sounds like housing, you know, to get students to be able to be involved in a run of a show as, as some sort of, you know, stage management apprentice or to get somebody um, to even come in for a week to uh, serve as a scenic artist, for instance, we, we have those, those housing issues of where can we place people um, while they're there. Uh, so I think there's just needs to be room for how we develop those types of programs, whether it's through some granting programs, some um, professional corporate sponsorships so that we can solidify these pipelines so that the talent is being supported in Wisconsin after their undergraduate career and that they'll maybe stay in Wisconsin um, so that, you know, Folks at Forward Theater Company aren't seeing this dearth of of folks wanting to come in to be carpenters or wanting to come in um, and get on a path of technical direction. That is certainly my challenge of housing. Absolutely. But but also, um, I do think we all want to work with the people we know and like. And and I make it um, a, a special goal of mine is to hire somebody new within our season that we haven't worked with and give give a younger person or somebody recently graduating um uh an opportunity because that's the only way they stay here and it's the only way we grow the next generation i mean you two are doing unbelievable work in preparing them it's then my job to give them employment and, you know, so how do we how do we connect, connect those two? And we're working on it and um, it will continue. But I hope that you are telling your students that there is work um, available, um, that we continue to have conversations on. I think this is a really great stage manager you should consider or, you know, whatever the position is. Um, I'll be honest with you, my friends. Um, I was feeling just a little bit um, 
oh my God, what is the future of this industry <laughs> in terms of technical theater? And I thought, I'm going to go on a conversation with my friends, Sarah and Brian, and feel a little bit better of, about that. And um, I'll be honest, I do. I think um, that that this idea of um, people being beaten down, yeah, the pandemic was really hard, but my goodness, we're still here. Theater companies are still existing. We're all still doing the work and uh, theater isn't going anywhere. We just need that next group to um, keep it going. And I think, Julie, along those lines, this this group, they are leaders already. They're ones that are pushing for um, an industry that is going to be, support everybody. So I think it's also, yes, getting them in positions where they're continuing to learn in their early career, whatever skills that they're um, needing. But it's also listening to those uh, folks that are coming into the industry in a very real and intentional way, because they're coming in with a lot of ideas um, and really, really good ideas. Yeah, going to uh, revolutionize our our industry. And it's it's an exciting time because you know we're we're coming. I guess we're coming out of this thing. I mean, it's not like it's gone away. Um, we're just adapting to it. But this summer we've got. Uh, at least 50% of our, our majors uh, are working this summer in, in, in the theater, in professional theaters. And that's, that's, that's the biggest number we've had since, uh, since COVID darkened our door. So, you know, it's that, that was really exciting to gear up for that at the end of the academic year watching um, watching our, our, our students get, you know, we've got everybody from APT to Colorado Shakespeare to, you know, to, to, um, uh, one of our recent grads actually working with me, I'm, I'm directing a show at, at college of Lake County and, um, and, and brought him in for uh, lighting design before he goes off to, to grad school for Wayne state, Chris Payne, a really, really good, um, lighting design and projection designer. Um, so that was really exciting, you know, cause we went from, my God, we have to prove that we're still relevant so that our programs don't get cut. Uh, let's do a summer of Zoom Shakespeare to, to um, you know, yeah, you've got three offers. Fantastic. All right. Let's walk you through this, you know, and, and, and um, that's really exciting to start seeing them get back into into the professional environment after uh, after COVID. Yeah, we could um, keep going. I know that we could, um, uh, but boy, I thank you for your time today and thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for developing that next generation of theater artists. I look forward to working with them. Um, and I'm going to say that's all for this episode of Theater Forward, a conversation about theater in Wisconsin, the Midwest and America. Thank you for joining us. I'm Julie Swenson, and our podcast is produced by Scott Hayden, who is an actor and the director of marketing and communication for Forward Theater. And you can follow us or share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter. Um, as always, Theater Forward is with an E-R. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might tune in and be sure to leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We'll, we're grateful to have you listening and we'll be back soon for another Theater Forward Conversation.